0: All right, (laughs) we're going to step away a little bit from the series that we have been part of just because um, Pastor Dave came down with the flu yesterday and I had about three hours to prepare this, so (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys, (laughs) thank you for your grace, Um, it's probably going to be a little shorter today too, but um, I still have a word for you guys, God is good, amen? Amen. I want to start with a story about my mom, my sweet, sweet mom. If you haven't met her, she's sitting over here. And her, like all of us, have, has expectations, you know? And sometimes um, we see people, and we all have that, that type of person that just makes us feel a certain way. You know what I mean? Well, my mom was in Walmart um, one day. I do have permission to tell this story, by the way. <laughs> she knows. My mom was in Walmart one evening. It was a Saturday evening. And um, she came across this guy who is a pretty big guy, tattoos like all over, you know, short hair, little intimidating, if you know what I mean. And just a very loud voice. And she looked over at my dad and she said, <sighs> well, I wouldn't want to get on that guy's bad side. (laughs) Anyways, they forget about it, whatever. Next morning is Sunday morning, and they go to church. And she looks at the row in front of her, she thinks, is that the guy from Walmart yesterday? (laughs) Sure enough, it was. And he wasn't a first-time visitor. No, this guy... He was worshiping with a heart on fire for God, just pure worship, and um, (laughs) she got to chat with him later. We've actually got to know him a bit better. It turns out he had quite a past, but has turned his life around and is living full ahead for the Lord, but I can tell you that that is not what she was expecting when she looked at him, and we've all had those moments for sure. So today, I wanted to take um, a little bit of time, and we're going to talk about expectations. Um, specifically about our expectations towards God. I want to read from Mark 8 today, Um, Mark 8, 11 to 21. I'm reading from the CSB, and I'm going to start actually, sorry, at verse 14. The disciples had forgotten to take bread and only had one loaf with them in the boat, Jesus then gave them strict orders, watch out, beware of the leavened bread of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. They were discussing among themselves that they did not have any bread. Aware of this, he said to them, why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Don't you understand or comprehend? Do you have hardened hearts? Do you have eyes and not see? Do you have ears and not hear? do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full of leftovers did you collect? Twelve, they told him. When I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many baskets full of pieces did you collect? Seven, they said. And he said to them, do you not understand yet? I want to give you some context. The reason why Jesus had this reaction was because the disciples had just gotten on the boat from coming from the place where Jesus had fed the 4,000. This had just happened. And this wasn't the first time that they experienced this with Jesus, but before, he had already actually fed 5,000. And they were hands-on part of this. They were the ones that, that took They only had seven loaves of bread, it said, when Jesus fed the 4,000 just a couple maybe days ago, it probably was. They were on a boat, so I'm not sure exactly how long. And he took seven loaves and fed 4,000 people. And the disciples were the one that went out. They handed out those loaves, kept giving them, and kept giving what Jesus had broken. And then they went and they collected the leftovers, which was seven baskets. And here they are now on their boat saying, oh no, we forgot our supper, what are we going to do? No wonder Jesus has this reaction. The reason why I'm not going the direction of, well, they didn't have faith, is because I think they actually, instead of lacking faith, had wrong expectations of what Jesus was going to do. I was reading some commentaries, and... It seems through Mark that he kind of paints this picture that the disciples are really expecting Jesus to kind of go after the Pharisees and correct them and be this political leader, and that's why um, Jesus actually mentions the Pharisees in this passage as well. It wasn't that the disciples knew he couldn't do it. They'd seen miracle after miracle after miracle, right? They'd seen Jesus heal people. He walked on water towards them. They, he fed thousands of people with minimal food, it was that their expectations of what Jesus was going to do in the right was in the wrong place. Instead of expecting him to meet their needs, he was—they were expecting him to respond in a different way. And I think sometimes we do that in our lives as well we have expectations that aren't met. I know for me, a big one I have had this past year as a a new mom, I thought if babies were tired, they would sleep. It turns out they don't. I thought, you know, they get tired enough, maybe you'll have to rock them a bit, give them some milk, but they'll go to sleep. I knew they'd wake up every once in a while, but I didn't know that there would be hours of crying in the middle of the night. (laughs) I didn't know I would be so sleep-deprived, because I really thought that when Asa was tired, he would just go to sleep. And this is why I want to say today that God does not exist to meet our expectations He had better plans. God exists to be God. Sometimes when we have expectations that God's going to do a certain thing, we think, you know, we've all had situations in our life that we have prayed for for years and years and years, and we think, why isn't God answering this prayer? But I'm, I'm wondering today, are we actually missing the miracle that he is doing? Are we actually missing what what God has planned to do in our lives because we're so focused on what we think he's going to do. God is kind. And sometimes we're waiting for a miracle to happen and we're thinking, God, where are you? But he is actually doing something else. And and one of the things that I love so much about this passage as well and about Jesus is that he is so gracious to the disciples we look at this and honestly if it was me in this situation as Jesus I think I would say I'm done with you guys we have been through so much and you still don't get this you're still expecting something else I'm finished (laughs) but he didn't he didn't he continued with his disciples right through to the end and he was so gracious to them. He actually, later in this passage in Mark 8, offers um, Peter, who's kind of the head honcho, disciple, if you will, offers him the opportunity to correct his expectations of Jesus. In Mark 8, 28, or sorry, 29, he says, Jesus says, but you, Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter answers, you are the Messiah. You know what Messiah means? Messiah means God sent one to save his people in his way, in his plan, not our plan. God extends kindness that we don't deserve when our expectations of him aren't met. I um, I too am like the disciples and I am very human. So a few years ago I was driving down um, we lived on Digby Neck so there was one way in, one way out. I was driving out and um, it's a drive I did all the time cruising along, had this great song, Hillsong Young and Free going and all of a sudden I see woo! I got pulled over. It turns out I was going quite quick in the 90 zone. I won't tell you how quick, but quick enough that they said I should have had my license removed. <laughs> so <laughs> this was the first time I'd ever been pulled over. I It was not intentional. I was just in the zone. It happens to all of us. <laughs> I have slowed down since then. Anyways, so I was um, going. And so the cop came back to me, and he said, um, you realize I should be taking your license away for about a week and um, you should be paying about $500. He said, but I won't, I won't. He said, I will give you, he didn't give me a warning, he did give me a ticket, but he knocked it down a level and um, I didn't get my license removed, I just had a ticket. So, um, but that was not what I was expecting. He had every right to give me the full uh, punishment for that but he was kind and a kindness that I didn't deserve. And that's exactly what God is like. Um, We really do, (laughs) I think, deserve more harsh words at times and more punishment at times. If you're anything like me, we make mistakes. We have wrong expectations. But even when those expectations aren't met, um, God is still so gracious to us. And so... (sighs) The question I want to ask us today as well is Who do you say God is? If He were to ask you that question, if He were to look at you and say, Melissa, whatever your name is, but you, who do you say that I am? Would you truly, deep down, genuinely be able to say, You are the Messiah? and it's your plan, not mine. So if you're struggling today because you have an expectation of who God is supposed to be for you, or maybe an expectation of the way God is going to respond to a situation that you're in, I want to encourage you guys to just take some time this week and think about who is God actually? Who who have I created him to be in my mind? For some of us, that might actually be a really good thing that he's not who we expect. Some of us, I know, have grown up with that idea that he is this angry man in the clouds that's out to get us. But a lot of us, I think, in this room struggle with disappointment from God not meeting expectations that we had. It's not the way we had hoped It wasn't the plan we had for our lives. It's not the phone call I thought I was going to get. So I want to encourage you to take some time to process through those expectations that you had. Because just like my mom with that guy, your expectations could be quite off, and that could be a good thing. Because his plan is so much better than ours. He is the Messiah. He is God's Savior sent to redeem. So I'm going to invite the worship team back. Like I said, it's going to be a little shorter today. Um, but thank you guys, and I just want to pray. God, would you just would you just be with us, Lord, and continue to extend your grace, God? Many of us have um, just preconceived ideas of the way things are going to be, of the way. Um, our lives are going to be. And God, I just pray that you would break anything that's not of you. God, you would just give us clear um, mindsets of who you are, Lord. Thank you for being so gracious with us when we mess up or we have a lack of faith or or wrong expectations. Lord, would you just... Um, clear our minds, clear our hearts, and redirect us towards you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.